0: back to another episode of the Final Siren Podcast Pocket Podcast Series in the lead up to the 2020 AFL Draft. I'm your host Peter Williams, Chief Editor of Draft Central and today we're going to start the series that takes a look at the previews for each AFL team and what we're going to do is in a series of these short pocket podcasts we'll run through some of the teams. Uh, We'll start with about six of them today and then work the way up from perhaps the ones that aren't major draft players to the ones that will be major draft players and uh you'll you'll see them come out every couple of days over the next week or so um of course today i'm joined once again by afl draft editor michael alvaro michael thanks for joining me
1: thanks Pete. keen to get cracking in this one
0: certainly it's going to be an exciting uh series of episodes coming up and and for them we have joined another draft central member of the team uh, footy and tennis writer, uh, Tom Cheeseman. Tom, thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me on. Looking forward
0: to it. Should be a good one. So what we're going to do today, I'll just run through the the six teams we have today. We've got Carlton, Gold Coast, Geelong, Richmond, West Coast and Western Bulldogs. And the reason we've got those six is because those six are the ones that are probably fairly predictable in what they're going to do in the draft and also they... Have maybe a player to match, or you know they've got very late picks, so they're the ones that we're going to roll through. So I guess we'll start off with uh, Gold Coast at the top because they've got the first picks. They've got pick five and twenty-seven that they will realistically use. Now we know that they've got a couple of pre-listed players that they're going to uh, basically sign prior to the draft in Alex Davies and Joel Jeffrey. Uh, so. Tom, give us a bit of an insight into what you think Gold Coast might need or, or
2: perhaps what they might be looking for with, with their picks. I think they need a bit more depth through the midfield. Obviously, they picked up Rowland Anderson last year, but they still their best mid- midfielders besides those guys. are uh, Hugh Greenwood and Took Miller, who are probably getting on in age a little bit. So I reckon the types of... Uh, like an inside mid to help out, which can push the likes of Weller and Anderson to the wings could definitely help them.
0: Certainly. And Michael, now there's, a, there's a name that I think that we can sort of come up with that's around that pick five that might suit that sort of uh, billing, I think.
1: Absolutely. And it's um, it's going to be interesting to see whether he, he gets through to that pick. It's um, Will Phillips, obviously, man in question, um, a former Oakley Charger or, or a graduate recently, um, obviously played alongside Raylan Anderson last year in the NAB League Premiership team. So uh, he's the number one pure midfielder in the draft and I think he'd be perfect for the Suns. But um, if he's not the one, if he's already off the board, then Tanner Bruin's probably the next obvious inside mid. He's got a good bit of class and then can win a fair bit of inside ball as well. Yeah,
0: and, and I think they're one of the teams that are Tossing up whether or not they just use the one selection, so their pick twenty seven could well be on the on the trade table, I think. And obviously, we should mention that um, we're we're doing this as of Thursday the twenty sixth of November. So there were uh, a few trades done recently, so we will include them in the podcast. But obviously, there could be a few more that are done after this podcast. So you are, if you are listening, uh, as as it stands, there, pick five and twenty seven are the ones that they've done. They've got a few futures back through some trades that they got involved. They got involved with Sydney. So uh, it's going to be interesting, but we'll move on to our next team, which comes in uh, that we've got. We've got Carlton. Now, Michael, obviously your team, they've done a trade. They've moved up from 48 to 31. So um, they did that with the, the Sydney. So they've got sort of that 31 to 78 and 78. What do you sort of anticipate they might be looking for and what they might actually try and get in the draft?
1: Yeah, well, I think the Blues have addressed a, a good need for speed. Obviously, at the trade table with Sardin Williams. Williams, um, I think that they could still do with a really sort of classy or, or creative ball user through the midfield as well. Um, you know, there's, there's always a good need for, for depth on your wings. And, um, you know, I think while Williams might play there, there's plenty of players like Bailey Laurie, um, Jack Ginevan might fit around that mark. Um, and, I mean, if Eddie Ford slips through, he might be the dynamic marking forward that Carlton um, could be after. So there's, there's a few options. And I think um, they tend to sort of look at Victorians a fair bit. And, um, yeah, there, there may be a few on the board there for them. Yeah, Carlton
0: is certainly... I, I, I do wonder whether the trade, obviously, with Sydney was more to help... Um, Sydney get those picks uh, or, or the points to match their academy players coming through, but obviously Carlton get the benefit of moving up the draft order. so it sort of puts them into that more of a mid mid uh, what would you say mid draft log jam rather than that later draft. so it puts them in contention for a slider. Um, I think we'll move on to the next club that we'll look at and uh, we'll go to the Richmond Football Club. Now they've got as it stands picks 17, 36 and 61. Now, the the player that they've got uh, as a potential father-son is, of course, Maurice Rioli Jr. Now, we don't anticipate it'll it'll cost them 17. But, you know, um, depending on when, they'll probably want that to come after 36 and probably use their 61 on it if they can. How do you sort of see their draft hand, Michael, and what they might be looking for outside of Rioli providing their match?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Richmond's always going to be a tricky one to sort of predict in terms of draft uh, needs and list needs because, you know, as, as the reigning Premier and, um, you know, a team that's been up there for the last four years, uh, it's, you know, what, what more do you need? Um, they, they've sort of gotten rid of a bit of uh, dead wood, to put it a bit harshly, um, and, you know, made a, a few really tough list cuts. So I think it's just more about topping up, um, you know, key position stocks for the future, long-term options could be the way to go um, or just sort of midfielders and and just those players to fill out the list and, and um, yeah, just really bolster that depth.
0: Yeah, certainly. So I think they they're in a position where they could probably go best available with their selections and just see where the Rioli bid comes in. Um, I think it'd take a brave team to go just before 36. I think they'll probably use 61 and any change they've got. Uh, But, it will be interesting to watch that space. Uh, the next team we're going to uh, look at is the Western Bulldogs. Now they've got picks 26, 33, 41 and 42. Now, uh, obviously we'll, we'll throw to Tom in a moment to sort of suggest what they might need, but we know one player that will be sort of walking into the club, um, which is obviously Jamara Uglehagen, uh key forward, very athletic We've everyone sort of knows about him by now. So you don't need to go too in depth, but, Um, basically they would be giving up all those picks and 42 would roll back a little, uh, depending on what it is uh, you would imagine. So the idea is that all those four picks are the equivalent of pick two. Um, So they do have coverage to match him if, uh, you know, say North Melbourne bid on him. And if pick one um, did happen, then they'd be pretty close to matching that as well. So they've got all their bases covered, but it does mean that they'll realistically Match Hagen and then have a couple at the end, which is just the reality of it. They might trade in a few more picks to maybe have some mid draft picks, but at this stage, that's the way it's looking like. But uh, Tom, w- what do you reckon the Bulldogs uh, might need based on their list,
2: uh, I guess, demographic? Well, Hagen would address their main lead, which is a key four. Obviously, they've got Norton, but he definitely needs some help down there. And you could see in the final that he couldn't do it all by himself. So I reckon. They need a Hagen to come straight in. Obviously, it'll take a while to develop completely, but he'll help them definitely next year. Other than that, probably a small forward to go alongside him. Uh, they got Mitch Hannon in the trade period. Um, he'll do, a, he'll play a role essentially for them. But uh, they could definitely use another one that's coming through, someone a bit lively. But. Who knows, Michael, who do you think will be available as a small forward later in the draft?
1: Yeah, it's a tricky one. I don't think there's going to be too many. It's a bit of a specialist role. Um, yeah, I agree with you in terms of the their need for a key forward. I think Ewell Hagen will do a great job there. Um, they've also got Ewan McPherson to consider, um, given they're looking to take probably two or three picks, um, depending on, on where they, how, how much uh, cargo the Ewell Hagen bid takes out. So, um, yeah, I've got him and Cody Ruck, um a Next Generation Academy member. So uh, they'll be in considerations as well. But yeah, I mean, that forward line, um, just filling it out a little bit and um, being able to benefit fully off the, the stacked midfield that they've got, I think is the way to go.
0: Yeah, so just for Bulldogs fans recapping that if a bid comes in at any pick, you will be able to match without going into deficit. Um, the most likely selection, I know some sort of think that it'll come at pick one, but... I'm more leaning towards pick two, but either way they'll be able to match it. Pick two will involve those first three of 26, 33, 41 going and 42 rolling back. Um, As Michael sort of alluded to, they've got um, Ewan McPherson at the back end that could be an option there. So uh, that's the Bulldogs done and dusted. Uh, So the last two teams will sort of maybe... put them together, I think, because they're not going to do much in draft because uh, they're pretty set. Uh, Michael, we got Geelong who have effectively pick 51 and West Coast pick 62. We think they're the only picks they'll use. They're sort of a bit hamstrung with what they can do. They're probably going to head to the draft with those selections and have a fairly, well, easy night. I think they're, they'll pretty much see what's left when they get there. But what do you sort of anticipate they do uh, draft night?
1: Yeah, well, I think Geelong, um, I mean, in my own draft preview, sort of alluded to the fact that they tend to like and and favour local talent. But, um, you know, I don't think they'll be totally restricted to it in that uh, Stephen Wells is is well known for finding a few draft gems. So um, I think they're going to pull something out of the bag. I mean... Looking back locally, Blake Reed and, and Charlie Hammer, a couple of bolters who who could be on the radar, um, just sort of really athletic, high upside types that uh, Geelong tend to bring in uh, for that depth, and and West Coast I think can even look at some key position depth um, just for in terms of long term options. Uh, you know, there's a few from Western Australia guys like um, Cullen Lane and Shannon Neal who might fit the bill as dynamic types who have still got plenty of development left.
0: For sure. So that pretty much wraps up the first pocket podcast of our series. We're going to have four of them on the AFL draft leading up for teams uh, included in that. So these are the teams, Carlton, Gold Coast, Geelong, West Coast, Richmond and Western Bulldogs. Uh, Thanks very much for joining us. And Michael, thanks for joining us once again.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: And thanks to you, Tom, for joining us again. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we'll be back with the next edition, which will feature Fremantle, St Kilda, Brisbane, Port Adelaide, and Melbourne. Uh, so that'll certainly get the uh, the calculator on overdrive to work out those some of those selections. But for now, that's the end of this pocket podcast. Thanks to Draft Central. Make sure you follow us at AFL draftcentral.com.au uh, and if you head to our Facebook, Twitter or Instagram pages at Draft Central AUS, A-U-S uh, you'll get all the content there. So thanks very much for listening and we'll hope you tune in again next time.